Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. John in Dallas, how are you today? Great, thanks, Jim. I'm uh, looking to buy a lot and to build a house. And before I did, I went ahead and uh, did some soil samples. Uh huh. And they cored down 20 feet, and they never hit rock. Nope. Um, so um, not unusual. Okay. So in that case, most probably are they just going to build a post tension slab with just bigger beams? Well, it, it it depends. What what did they hit for soil? It's just kind of sandy. It's in the White Rock Lake area. Okay. If they, it's if it's sandy soil. Uh, yeah, then a lot of times it's just going to be a post-tension slab or conventional rebar slab on the surface. Uh, depending on what the soils report shows, and there's several things you got to look at in the soils report. One is the content of the soil to the the PVR, for, and that's uh, for vertical rise. In other words, the swell of the soil. Uh, and what uh, they'll do is is you know they'll dry it out and get it wet and tell you how much this soil could actually swell and heave a home uh if you've got that soil report already what you would do is give that to the builder uh, i'm sorry not the builder to the engineer who designs the foundation and he would design a foundation based on that soils report still there yes sir okay well i guess would you be um so when they were doing the core sample and they only went 20 feet, I called the company and I said, hey, you only went 20 feet. And he said, well, you wouldn't peer down deeper than 20 feet if you were putting in piers. That is correct. He said it just, you lose the effectiveness of the piers. Well, that's not correct. You don't lose the effectiveness, which, but it, it, it starts becoming cost prohibitive. Right. Uh, when, you, when you start going down much past 20 feet, now you're getting into different equipment uh, the cost of materials, everything just skyrockets. Right. Okay. So a post-tension slab per foot, can you just kind of ballpark what that should cost? No, because it's going to depend on the layout. Uh, in other words, if you're building a square home or a rectangle home, right. that is substantially cheaper than if you got jawed outs for and angles and things like that. That I mean, it just rapidly increases. Uh, but just to give you a ballpark figure, you know, that you can start with, uh, on a house slab, you're pr- typically going to be something in the 8 to $12 per square foot range on the, okay. on the slab. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate your help. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Now the things that will adjust that obviously depth of the piers if you got to put piers uh depth of the beams any angles step downs in the con- all of that adds to the cost so that just kind of gives you a a starting spot when we left I was talking with Hank and Hank you're wanting to do some stucco and the way it sounded you were wanting to go over both the brick and where the wood siding is Right, have it you know clean all the way up to the uh, through the gable, you know. Okay. Right. Yeah, and so, so you were kind of starting on you know how do you make that transition because the, where the wood is is set back it, from the brick. Yes, yeah, th- 
three-eighths inch, well, it's set forward, I guess, of the brick. Oh, the wood is, okay, it's set forward of the brick? Okay. So, right. yeah, I'm sorry, yes. You know, the stucco is thick enough that if, if it's only a three-eighths of an inch or even, you know, uh, four, half uh, inch, half inch. yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It, it can be covered up in the stucco, it, depending on what type of product you're going to use. If you're actually going to do a real stucco, they're going to come in and put lath over the entire wall, and then they'll sp- spread a scratch coat over it. Then they'll do right. a second coat, and then the finish coat, and by the time they put all those coats on it, They've worked out all the the little ups and downs and bumps and stuff like that. So, uh, it, it truly, if you're doing a real stucco, it wouldn't matter at all. Uh, now, a lot of the stuff nowadays is done with synthetics, though, and that variance actually does make a difference. And in that case, they would probably just come in and take off the siding that's on there. And that puts it back. Siding, brick veneer. You're talking about the the gable uh, yeah. covering and the correct gable vent. Okay, yep. they would t- just take that stuff off, which would give them the space to go back to where the studs are, and that should be pretty much in line then with the brick below it. Okay, okay, and taking off the gable vent uh, is consideration for uh, you know aeration of the. The roof or the yeah the ventilation you know, the ventilation aspect then they wouldn't have to put on uh, or I know, personally how, how would, would offset that it, you know unless you're wanting to change soffits and things like that in order to have continuous airflow uh, I would probably leave those gable vents in there and they actually blend in very nice with stucco finishes. Uh, now, you don't necessarily have to leave the vent covers that are there right now. That could be changed out. And it could be done away with completely if you want, but then you do have to change your ventilation for the attic. Well, I've got soffit vents, you know, also. So I'm getting okay. a whole bunch of ventilation and three uh, turbine uh, uh, vents. So, Well, it, yeah, if, if, if you want to take the... the uh, Gable vents out, it, there's probably no reason not to. Uh, the next time you have a roof put on, you may want to consider doing away with the whirly birds and go with a continuous ridge vent because that way you've right. got air movement throughout the whole attic. Uh, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't worry about that a bit. And the follow-on question is, instead of painting, uh, basically coloring the stucco so you eliminate the painting aspect. Uh, is that advised? And my only question there would be, you know, how good are the guys when they batch them up that you get the same uh, color? Well, typically the stucco is colored, and you will still end up painting it eventually. Okay, so that really doesn't save you a step from the no, standpoint it don't. of... Uh, no, because uh, the, the stucco is a product that will get hairline cracks in it and such and so there's a special paint that that is has elasticity to it that goes over stucco it soaks into the uh pores of the stucco so it adheres well and it's just one of those things that yeah it it spans those cracks and, and seals it so you're not getting moisture going through so it is one of those things that you'd have to to take a look at 
have you considered go, have you considered going with a stone look? That's veneering stone on on top of the brick. Yeah, if you take a look at uh, create stone, it could go over all that stuff just like what we were just talking about with the stucco, and give you a gorgeous stone look as well. Well, I'm kind of looking for a clean look with uh, you know some you know little appurtenances or whatever on the corners or whatever to make it look you know kind of okay. just clean all the way through. Yep. So, okie doke. All right. Well, sir, I appreciate it. And uh, if you have any other questions, by all means, give me a holler. Great. Thank you. You bet. Hey, Jim, our house has a main return air filter, and there's another filter in the bedroom and another in the hallway, which is supposed are all also return air filters. The builder told us we would never have to replace the filter in the bedroom or the hallway. The one in the hallway seems to be clean, but the one in the bedroom was filthy, and I replaced it. Is the builder correct in this statement? Should the filter in the bedroom and hallway be replaced when the main filter is replaced? The filter in the bedroom is very close to the main filter. Why does the bedroom filter be so full of dirt? The house is approximately five years old. Thank you. I am hoping... This comes from Carlos. And Carlos, I am hoping that you misunderstood the builder. Because, no, that filter has got to be changed. All the filters have to be changed. If you don't, what you're going to do is start moving the air through other filters that are less dirty. And eventually, you'll clog up the system to the point where it starts icing up on you because you're not getting proper airflow. Uh, one of the homes that we did... Uh, several years ago for a soldier they uh put the we put the ac systems in and they never changed the filters about a year and a half later got a call one evening that they weren't getting air conditioning and they were very upset so we went out to check it and all it was was they hadn't changed filters since the day they moved into the house they iced up froze the system so there was no airflow at all. So yes, anytime you have filters, they need to be changed. And they need to be changed throughout the house if you've got different spots that have filters. Now, the interesting question that you had on there, though, was why is the one in the bedroom sucking more air where it's getting dirtier than the one in the hallway, which is very close? Kind of tells me that there may be an obstruction or wrong size ductwork going back to the system from those different uh, return air filters. You may want to have that checked out. Uh, that could make a, a sizable difference in your energy bill because anytime that the air is restricted where it's not flowing properly, you are looking at an increase in your energy bill and a, because of a decrease in the efficiency that the system is operating at. It's amazing what a difference the airflow makes on how efficient your system is. So I would definitely call an AC company other than the builders on this one and get them out to check the system and see if it needs to be a little bit of tweaking done how the ductwork goes back to the AC system. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Okay, 
This came in from Chris in Fort Worth. For whatever reason, a few spots in my floor tile, the grout has come out. I have tried to regrout it a couple of times, but it ends up coming out again. Any suggestions on what I might be doing wrong? Also, I have a cultured marble in my bathroom. Any suggestions on how to get rid of the ring around the sink? Thank you kindly. Well, Chris, first of all, on the grout, it's going to be one of two things. One, either you don't have thick enough grout, a, a thick enough spot to push the grout down into for it to stay. If you get too shallow, it does peel off. Or you have some tiles that aren't tight. In other words, when you step on them, they move a little bit. Well, there again, you're going to pop that grout loose and it's going to come out. As far as the cultured marble, those rings around the drain, that's usually caused by the heat. As the marble ages, it starts getting kind of fracture cracks in it, and there's really nothing you can do about that. It gets to the point where you have to replace it at some point because it's not a lifetime type product. It, you typically get about 20 years before you got to really start looking at replacing it. Laurie, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. My question is this. Um, we recently bought a house and we, we've been doing some improvements to it, putting stuff up in the attic and stuff. But when we, sometimes when the air conditioner turns on, the lights like flicker. Yep. And then sometimes when I use my vacuum, the lights dim. And when we bought the house, we had an electrician come in there, and he says it's all capable of, you know, the power is. I, I don't know anything about it, but he said it should be fine for everything. But my husband says, oh, no, we got to get the whole place all fixed now. Why do we buy this house? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted your opinion on what might be causing that. You know, uh, it's probably not the wiring in the house itself. It can be, but I'll bet it's not. Um, a lot of times, it's the power we're getting from the power company nowadays. And oh, so there's no way to improve it. Exactly. Especially if, you, if you're at the end of a run. Uh, right. That's, that's where you get the, the weakest power. And so when your AC kicks in, yeah, everything takes a dip. Oh. Now, there See, I, are, came from, I, there, I came from California where there was one power company. That was it. So I don't know yeah. if I choose a different power company, would that make a difference? Not a bit because the, the lines oh. and everything are all by the same people. Uh, the only thing you're doing when you change power companies is changing who you write your check to. <laughs> Copy. Now, okay. there there can be uh, issues in the box that can cause things like that if there's a loose connection on the ground, if there's something like that. So you may want to consider having somebody come out and check it again okay. just to make sure that something wasn't missed. And right. the other thing you can do is get with the power. Con I would have the electrician check it first. Okay. But I would also... If, you know, he doesn't find any issues, and he'll probably tell you, yeah, it's just the power that's coming in from the power company. Okay. They, they actually can come out and put a device on there to measure what's going on with the uh, power supply. Okay. As far as spikes and dips and things like that. It's just a computer device that they hook up, and they'll monitor it for a few days or, or a week or two, you know, depending on what's going on. And then they can get a readout. 
and tell you exactly okay. if, if it was spiking or dipping and things like that. Would that be their responsibility? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you very much. And welcome to Texas. <laughs> thank you. I love it. Frank, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How are you? Wonderful. I've got a garage floor sweating issue. I've got two garages, one attached to the house and one separate. The one attached to the house, I come home in the afternoon, and it looks like somebody turned on the water hose during the day. Yep. The other one's bone dry. Well, there's a couple things that are causing that right now, and a big chunk of it is being caused just by so much moisture in the air, and then especially the quick temperature changes we've been having. Uh, that will cause a, the concrete floors to sweat like it's unreal, but... Everything is so saturated. We got tons of moisture in the ground, and it's coming up through the concrete, especially if it doesn't have a plastic underlayment under it. Uh, and a lot of times, original garages don't. Now, the issues, the things that can be done in order to minimize it, the biggest one is to put a dehumidifier in. You know, they make portable dehumidifiers. They don't cost a whole lot. But right. just, just having that dehumidifier run takes the humidity out of the air. So when we have the, the high humidity and temperature changes and things like that, it really minimizes, if not eliminates totally, the sweating. Interesting. Interesting. What about the, uh, the, the, uh, the garage floor liners? Not, not the sealers or anything, but the, the garage floor, the, the, the little puzzle-type lockdown liners? Yep. You'll still well, that, have the you'll still have the moisture underneath it. You just won't see it. That's what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Why Why <laughs> does that garage sweat? Why does that garage sweat so much more, and the other one doesn't? Uh, it could be as simple as one of them has thicker concrete than the other. Uh-huh. Uh One of them has plastic under it, and the other one doesn't. Uh, and one may seal up better than the other. Yeah, I, I don't believe it's coming from underneath because when you lift items up in the garage, they're, they're dry underneath. Yeah, then it's not coming from underneath. It's simply the air temperature change, and ventilation can be a huge factor in that. Doc, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, question, uh, sort of a compare and contrast type question. Uh, I was thinking of uh, redoing my back fence, and... I'm I, I'm wondering about maybe using uh, galvanized steel fence posts or uh, treated four by four posts as the vertical members, and I'm not sure which one would be better or cheaper. You know, I can't really tell you which one's going to be cheaper. I will tell you this: I personally prefer to use the four by four post. I'm putting up a wooden fence. And to me, it always looks odd to have that darn galvanized pipe sticking up. It, it, it looks like to me somebody took a chain link fence, took the chain link off, and added wood framing to it. I've just never personally cared for the look. Uh, I, I still always go with the 4 by 4 post myself. I'm still more worried about the uh, rot and or corrosion, depending on which one you're talking about. And, you know, improperly installed, they're both going to have their own issues. Here's the key to either one. When you put the concrete in, first of all, I don't mix my concrete. I put it in dry, 
I pack it as I'm putting it in, and on the top, I mound it so that any water that comes and gets on the top runs off, doesn't run into an indention that holds it against either the wood post or the metal post. And if you do that, either one of them are going to last you for years and years. Uh, truthfully, I have not seen where the metal post lasts any longer than the wood post because they will tend to corrode right there where the concrete ends at the top. And, and that's where they'll, you know, basically rust off. All right. Well, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Sandy, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you. How can I help you? Okay. I have got these little grayish moth bugs that are coming through my vent in my house. And I was wondering if I could just put a bug bomb in my attic and treat them. When you say they're coming through your vents, they're coming through the AC vents? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Okay. The AC vent is a basically a closed system. So if they're getting in there, that's telling me that there's something going on somewhere in the system that needs to be checked out. Okay. So can you ever put a bug bomb out in your attic? Can you ever what? Can you ever put, you know, one of those fogger bombs in your attic? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, have you, to turn your you can't. Here's off? here's the deal, though. If you do want to put something like that up there, make sure you shut, you know, the the uh, furnace system off. Make sure you shut the AC down. You shut the water heater if it's up there down, because you don't want anything turning on when that thing's okay. going off. The other thing is just like if you're putting it in a house, you don't want to overdo it. You know, the, the when you read the cans, they tell you. You've got to have so many square feet in order to use that can. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got that in the attic as well if you're going to use one of those. Okay. But I would tell you if you're getting those things coming out of the vent, uh, you know you're you've got a, another issue going because they shouldn't be able to even get in through the attic into that system. the The whole AC system is a closed system basically, and so if you're getting something like that, either they are in your unit in the attic in which case you really need to get that serviced and cleaned out, or there's a uh, a break in the ductwork that they're getting into, but somewhere there's something that's wrong that's allowing this to happen. Okay. Well, okay. thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. And, and do remember, your your AC and heating system, it is a closed circuit. Yes, the there's air leaks in the unit itself, but once it leaves the unit, it's all sealed. It, there should not be any access for anything to come in because if there's access for anything to get in there, all your air conditioning that's blowing through is going out through there as well. So it's not, something is not working properly if you've got that taking place. And anytime you have leaks in the system, you're spending unnecessary money on heating and cooling. So you would want to get that checked out. John, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. I uh, have a brick house that's on pier and beam, and it has a concrete wall around it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a space between my patio and the concrete wall where the flower bed is, and that dirt has dropped down. The water's pooling in there and coming up under my house. What What would be the best uh, dirt to put back in there and build that back up to to stop that water from coming back in? Well, typically I would tell you to 
to use a top soil that has clay mixed into it, you know, just that black gumbo clay soil like we all have, and slope it mm-hmm. away from the house. But do you keep plants in this thing? Uh, there's some in it, but not enough to absorb the water and, 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 and keep it built up. And you know how this black land is fluid and rolled? Oh, yeah. And it's just kind of formed that little little low spot right in yeah. there, like I say, between my patio and the house. Well, since you're and, putting uh, plants in there, though, rather than putting the black gumbo clay, let's put some nice topsoil in there so the plants will continue to grow. But the topsoil will still allow the water to run off and not just sit there and puddle. Okay. How does red dirt work for that? Does it work pretty good? Uh, are you talking about red clay or red sand? Red, red. well, red clay. Clay is going to do fine. Okay. All right. Great, Jim. I appreciate not, it. Not great for the plants, though. Right. It's a little <laughs> too acidic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great, All right. Jim. I really appreciate it. Love your show, man. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.